Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hello, everybody. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. I want to start today's episode at the ocean. My gosh, whenever I look at the waves, I can't help but marvel at their power, the sheer amount of energy they have. These waves have been on the mind of a Bay Curious listener. My name is Alex Kwok. I've lived in the Bay Area for most of my whole life, spent a lot of time in Fremont, grew up there. Alex is generally a curious person. Random questions pop into his mind all the time. Every time I hear about the state going through another rolling power outage or PG&E cutting power, that usually sparks some sort of um, thinking on my part. When it comes to green energy, he's seen a lot of solar and wind energy projects here in California. But they have drawbacks. The wind doesn't always blow, and the sun does set. Every day, actually. But the ocean... The ocean's always there. The tides are always going in and out, right? Today on Bay Curious, we are going to explore the potential for harnessing the ocean for energy. It's a largely untapped frontier, for a few sensible reasons, actually. But the tide may be turning. I'm Olivia Allen Price. We'll explain more after the break. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfettah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. We sent reporter Holly J. McDeed to answer Alex Kwok's question. Turns out San Franciscans have tried to tap into ocean energy for more than a century. The year is 1868, and a mechanic now known as Mr. Robertson has devised a grand experiment. A boat powered not by steam or wind, but ocean waves. Mr. Robertson and a few passengers set sail from San Francisco's North Beach. The New York Times documented the adventure. In his mind's eye, the inventor saw the new boat traveling the waters like a being of life riding the billows, sea serpent fashion. 
But almost from the start, the experiment went sideways, literally. She was hardly clear of the wharf when she swung around broadside to the tide and commenced bobbing and ducking in a most unpromising, perverse manner, refusing to obey the helm at all. Before the boat even made it out to sea, the passengers had to be rescued. The grand experiment to build a boat powered by waves came to an end. But our quest to harness the ocean would not stop there. Flash forward 130-some years to the early 2000s. This time, it was San Francisco city leaders who had a grand idea. Following what they'd seen done elsewhere, they thought a device, like a windmill, could be placed under the Golden Gate Bridge, its blades turned by the water to generate power. Then Mayor Gavin Newsom boasted about this when he was running for governor in 2009. Think about the mouth of the the Golden Gate, the bay. It's relatively small. You've got this great energy that comes in and out 24-7. All of that dense energy being wasted again. You have the opportunity to do what's been done in other countries around the world, and that's harness that energy flow. The future, he said, was now. Never mind that just a year before that, a study by the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission said the whole idea was not economically feasible. First off, it's expensive. The study found that the turbines would cost as much as $15 million each and $750,000 a year to maintain. And it turns out the turbines would be way less productive than promised. Finally, there were environmental concerns. Even Newsom was clued into those. And this one's become more complicated, a lot of environmental concerns. If you have big turbines and plankton coming in and seals and sea lions and uh, who knows what else getting sucked up and consumed and working through all those issues. Uh, But we also want to be front and center. And creating things meant to last underwater is really hard. Just look at how beat up a buoy gets or the rotten pillars of a pier. Salt is tough stuff. Technology wasn't ready, but the planning really was. Now these hardware options have caught up to that. That's Dan Kamen, a professor of energy at the University of California, Berkeley. It's a very simple answer to the question why there hasn't been a lot of this before. It's really because... The focus on clean energy for the past two decades has been first on solar and then on wind or depending, um, there's a little mix and match there. But this was just one that hasn't got as much attention until recently. California is aiming to be powered 100 percent by clean energy by 2045, but there's still a long way to go. The state was at 37 percent in 2021, mainly coming from wind and solar. Tapping into ocean energy could help chip away at the difference. It's not going to be a massive part of our energy, but it might be a really well-tailored technology to places that are already thinking about clean energy and have a port, a dock, a whole variety of kind of in-the-water hardware already. Ocean waves do have a lot of big upsides. They are more predictable and reliable than wind. Water is also denser than air, and moving water packs a lot of energy. Kamen and others advocating for this industry are optimistic because of new innovations that aim to reduce costs. There are really innovative 
hardware designs. Um, some look like big floating snakes. Others are these buoys. More funding is coming into the industry, too. The U.S. Department of Energy is allocating $25 million to help support a new wave energy testing site. It's located just a few miles from the deep water port of Newport, Oregon. There, companies are racing to turn ocean waves into electricity. And one California company is in the running. In 2022, a little over a quarter mile off of a pier at the University of San Diego, a 16-foot-wide blue octagon-shaped device called X-Wave was submerged underwater and tethered to the ocean floor. As the water swirls around it, the device moved in a circular motion with it, around and around. So it's pretty much similar to a wind turbine, just with a difference that the wind turbine always runs in the same direction. Um, in our case, the waves just go in circles. Marcus Lehman is the co-founder of CowWave Power Technologies, the Oakland-based company behind that blue device. He developed the technology based on research done at UC Berkeley. His company was testing out the X-Wave prototype for about 10 months. It felt a little bit like a newborn where we were up at nights and weekends watching it and making sure everything is, is working fine. He says when it comes to wave energy, people are still tinkering with different designs. Just like they did in the early days of wind energy, 20 years ago, there were all sorts of wind turbine designs researchers were testing out. That the three-blade horizontal emerged was really more through trial and error, through industrial experience, finding it has the best performance, but then also the lowest cost ultimately. During CalWave's pilot, they continuously exported power through a cable back to the pier. We're not aware of any project in, in California or continental U.S. that exported power for that long. Next, CalWave is working on building a version of their pilot to be installed at that wave energy test site in Newport, Oregon. There, it will share waters with devices built by other companies. Once the Oregon test site is fully operational in 2025 or so, it could generate enough power to supply a few thousand homes. To Lehman, that's just the beginning. He hopes wave energy can compete with offshore wind. CalWave believes wave energy has the potential to meet up to 30% of the United States' electricity demand. After all, wave energy could be the world's largest untapped energy resource. It's been decades since Newsom made that speech declaring that the future of tidal energy is now. And San Francisco embarked on the mission to harness energy in the Bay. But Dan Kamen, the professor of energy we spoke to earlier, believes that the wave energy future is actually going to happen pretty soon. I will be surprised if in the next five years we're not seeing wave and tidal technologies being installed for commercial op operation, not for testing, but to generate power either for a community or for a community with the excess being sent to the grid. So Holly, it sounds like promising stuff, but pretty slow going. Are there places around the world where tidal or wave energy is up and running? 
So a few projects have come and gone over the decades, but funding has always been an issue. There is a fishing village in Spain's northern coast that does have a wave power plant up and running. And beyond that, several companies are in the research and testing phase. Now, you mentioned the $25 million in federal funding being spent on ocean energy technologies. But is California doing anything to move this along? Yeah, slowly but surely. So there's a state bill to study the feasibility of wave and tidal energy developments in California, and that's currently moving through the state legislature. Could we ever see a wave energy site off our coasts here in the Bay Area? It's possible, but I don't think the Bay Area is top on the list. A hot-button issue in the green energy space has been ensuring the transition away from fossil fuels doesn't leave certain people and communities behind. And so the federal government is providing financial incentives for green energy projects that benefit people who've been overburdened by pollution and historic underinvestment. And there are coastal communities that are really struggling that could benefit from those resources and the promise of wave energy. All right. Well, Holly J. McDeed, thank you so much. You're welcome. If you are new to Bay Curious, welcome. Be sure to subscribe or follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a future episode. And be sure to stick around until the end of the show to play our Sierra Nevada podcast trivia game. Bay Curious is made by Amanda Font, Christopher Beal, Brendan Willard, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Additional support from Jen Chien, Katie Springer, Cesar Saldana, and Holly Kernan. Have a great week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.